Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. During the annual Thunder Over Michigan air show at Willow Run Airport, a fighter jet crashed during its routine. While thankfully no one died, the result could have been disastrous. These air show participants, they accept that responsibility. When you get in an aircraft, you know that the outcome could end up not being what you expect. Are air shows worth the risk? And what are their benefits? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Every year, Willow Run Airport in Ypsilanti puts on their Thunder Over Michigan Air Show, a spectacular display of vintage to modern planes, as well as some impressive aerobatics. But this year, it almost ended in disaster. And good afternoon, I'm Ryan Recker, our top story, and this is new breaking developing story into the WWJ newsroom. There's been a plane crash at the Thunder Over Michigan Air Show just minutes ago. Tipsters calling into the WWJ newsroom to let us know. Air show marketing organizers confirming with us that there has been a crash in a remote field south of the airport. They cannot confirm at this time if there's been injuries or the circumstances around the crash. Tipster is telling WWJ that the air show is canceled and they're evacuating the airfield. Post on social media, people posting photos, what appear to be some of the pilots ejecting from this plane. We're still working on getting more information. Stay with WWJ for the very latest. Again, there's been a plane crash at the Thunder Over Michigan Air Show. That was WWJ's Ryan Recker reporting when the news first broke. During its flight, a MiG-23 Russian jet's engine lost power suddenly, forcing its two pilots to eject. The jet crashed into a nearby parking lot, narrowly missing an apartment building, Fortunately, no civilians were hurt by the crash, and the pilots, while injured from the ejection, suffered non-life-threatening injuries. While accidents at air shows aren't incredibly common, they do occasionally happen. How big of a risk do air shows pose? The risk to the pilots is moderate. Our, our pilots are professionals. They are evaluated, in most cases, by the FAA at least once a year. We also have a system in place for aerobatic pilots to have a secondary uh, evaluation process that's conducted within the industry and then validated by the FAA. But there is nonetheless some risk, and they know that every time they get into the airplane. They, they are professionals. They take steps to mitigate that risk and to identify ways to to lessen the, the, the risk, but there's no doubt. Any time an airshow pilot gets into fly, he knows that he is uh, taking on some risk. That was the voice of John Cudahy, the president of the International Council of Airshows. He says that despite precautions and training, the risk is unfortunately always there. That is something that pilot and former WWJ traffic anchor Dennis Neubacher says these pilots learn to accept. Yeah, they can be dangerous. There's no doubt about it. 
And these air show participants, they accept that responsibility. When you get in an aircraft, you know that the outcome could end up not being what you expect. So you do the best you can to mitigate the worst case scenario and you try to fly safely and, and take care of the business. And of course, you see the performances of these aircraft. And that's the other thing, demonstrates the power of the U.S. military. I mean, you're seeing it firsthand and where it started. And of course, with this aircraft, the MiG-23, that was an aircraft that was built during the Cold War in Russia. So you see what that aircraft will do and what we would have been up against in a fight during the Cold War. Like Dennis mentioned, this is a Cold War-era Soviet jet. In a press conference, a National Transportation Safety Board investigator, John Brannon, mentions that this being a Russian military aircraft will make finding the root cause of the engine failure more difficult. Being a military aircraft and a, on top of that, a Russian military aircraft is going to make things a little, little bit more difficult for us. We do have experts in Washington on, on turbine engines and things like that. We plan to employ uh, their assistance uh, with, uh, you know, doing engine examinations, component examinations, things like that. But the fact that it is a, a, a Russian military airplane and is, you know, there's no, uh, what we refer to as a type certificate. Civilian airplanes have a type certificate, which, you know, kind of details everything. And, and you have manufacturers that you can go to to uh, uh, get assistance um, with examination of the airplane. And this, this definitely will make this more difficult. I wondered if this implied difficulty by the NTSB over the aircraft's Russian origins also made it more difficult when carrying out maintenance and piloting on these vintage aircraft, adding to the risk. But President Cudahy says, more difficult or not, no plane leaves the ground unless it is first approved by the FAA. Of course, if you have to manufacture your own part for an airplane that was originally built in 1934, as an example, it makes it more difficult. But the nature of FAA regulations and certification and monitoring of air shows and airplanes is such that they simply can't fly if the right people haven't done inspections and, and signed off on it. it. Literally, every airplane that flies at an air show is inspected by the FAA before it's allowed to fly at an air show. And that's not just the airplane itself, but also the accompanying paperwork. And most people might want to compare that to, a, let's say, a vintage automobile driving down the highway. It's a poor comparison because not every Department of Motor Vehicles inspects that car every time it gets on the road and, and potentially puts people at risk. But that is the case with these vintage airplanes. Another precaution mitigating risks is the pilots themselves, who are trained and have years of experience. Former Air Force First Lieutenant and pilot Jim DeVos, who flew an F-105 Thunder Chief during the Vietnam War, explains that if these pilots ejected, they were left no choice. Absolutely. All aspects of flying were trained. A huge emphasis was on what were called emergency procedures, recognition and recovery. And anything and everything you could think of that could possibly happen to a mechanical device, we knew what, how it should be working. We knew when it wasn't working correctly. We knew if we could do something about it or not do something about it or just how critical it could become. Like in this one, the air show, 
on Sunday. It had to be very critical because they got out of that airplane very, very fast. I'd have to believe that it was the pilot realized who was trained in the military realized that it, this is not a recoverable incident and they got out. Unfortunately, despite years of experience flying and countless FAA maintenance checks, occasionally these planes still malfunction, like the MiG did this past weekend, causing the planes to crash and putting the pilots' lives in danger. But what we haven't really talked about is the risk to spectators. Well, that's because, according to President Cudahy, there hasn't been a spectator fatality in over 70 years in the U.S. or Canada, and that is no accident. Most of the risk associated with airshow flying comes when the airplanes are flying aerobatically. And the system we have in place to mitigate that risk is something that we call an aerobatic box. When the planes are flying upside down, when they're when they're doing loops and rolls and other types of aerobatic maneuvers, they're they're constrained to a to an invisible box in front of the crowd area and it it has to be devoid of people and things. When they're not performing aerobatics, when they're flying more typical of airplane operations around an airport, they're not subject to those same rules and they can they, they can move outside of that box. But the reason we have had such a high, um, such an envious safety record is that when they're performing the most dangerous maneuvers, they are in a place that um, that that will keep people and, and property from being injured, injured or damaged. Speaking of spectators, why do they love air shows so much? Why do spectators sit in an empty field for hours on a hot summer day just to watch some planes? There are a lot of things that are exciting about an air show. There, in some cases, it's the history of the aircraft, the uniqueness of the aircraft. In, in some cases, it's just the the kind of ongoing fascination that the public has with flight. Most people know aviation from airliners and that sort of thing. So when they go to an air show, they see airplanes flying in the third dimension, uh, looping and rolling and that sort of thing. And it's, it's something that you just can't get enough of. We have about 12 million people attend air shows in the United States every year. And that's been consistent for, for nearly 40 years. And the benefits go beyond just entertainment as well. Air shows serve as a military recruitment tool and can help boost local economies. It has a lot to do with military recruiting. Air shows have been identified as the single most effective source for the Army, Navy, uh, Marine Corps, and Air Force in their recruiting. A lot of shows these days, I, I, I don't know if, if Solani was among them, but a lot of shows have STEM elements to them, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, an opportunity that children or young adults might not have to be exposed to the careers and and uh, and value of uh, technical education, technical training, technical careers. And that, that's been very effective. It's not really a benefit to the spectators, but air shows have about a $600 million economic impact on the communities in which they're held each year. And that's significant, especially for small communities that host air shows. While accidents at air shows do happen, decades of training, maintenance checks, and safety measures helps to mitigate these disasters. But despite all of this, whether or not it is worth the risk is up to each individual. Thanks to Ryan Recker, Jim DeVos, Dennis Neubacher, John Cudahy, and John Brandon for lending their voices to this episode. 
And as always, this podcast wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.